Actually, I'm excited because Yuna started off on uh, the right note. I was so excited to, to hear something sharp right before worship. Um, and it was, you know, if you see somebody sinning and you don't tell them anything, then they go to hell, it's on your head, and God's going to ask you for that. Welcome to I68Youth. Yeah, let's worship God. <laughs> that was awesome. I was like, wow, man. That's like, because I've been wrestling in my heart. Like, God, am I, should I say this? What should I, what should I say? What shouldn't I say? What videos to show? What not to show? I, I'm very, very uh, scared, actually. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. I'm excited, but I'm, 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 I'm afraid to make a mistake or I'm afraid to say something too harsh or too, too bold or too crazy. But luckily I have this. Do you guys know what this is? Does anybody go back this far? Four or five years ago, this was passed out to all the parents and to all the youth. This is what I68 is. And going through this... I'm shocked that nothing has really changed. <laughs> and I'm very much pleased that nothing, nothing has changed in our youth for five years. <laughs> we uh, went to Egypt and we were learned about the word canonizing stuff. And that means to put together an idea or a thought and put it into writing so that the next generation would know what we believed when we were fighting the fight of faith. And this was like, wow, this is awesome. But... Uh, um, I wanted to, to pray and get into the Word. Um, I wanted to remind uh, my boys, you're taking notes, right? Tim, right? Notes. You got a notepad today, right? Remember we talked about this, right? Show everybody notepad. No? Okay. We'll talk about this afterwards again. We'll have to go through the whole spanking thing once again. <sighs> I thought you'd learn. Where's Alex? He's not hiding. Okay, good. Well... Good. Notepads, pens, papers, pen. Thank you. Um, um, I think uh, what I want to say was this. Who's been reading their Bible plan this solid this year? Hasn't missed a day. Hasn't missed a beat. <laughs> Anybody? Yes, Dennis. Yes, Roman. Albina. Ksusha Dima. Yes, this is awesome. I... Uh, I think I was late on a chapter or two somewhere there because it was squished. But I think I've been reading the Bible every day, pretty much. I'm I'm caught up for sure. I haven't. It's not like I'm, I missed two or three days and then I catch up. But but I read the Bible every day and and I love it. The, the Bible plan has been speaking to my heart, like it always has been, and it just drives in your depth deeper and deeper and deeper. And today, if you're not doing that you're in trouble. You actually are in trouble. You're, I'm not joking, great trouble. You're wasting your life. We'll pray. God, we, we thank you that we could come here, that there's still a church that exists in, in, in the Northwest, that, that we had the opportunity to, to come and find this place, God, to come and find this youth, to come and find the, the heart, God, the heart of what's going on, God, that, that as, we're, as we were searching, as we were looking for the truth, God, you let us here, God, you allowed us to be here, you allowed us, God, to get in front of these principles and these ideas, God, you, you showed us through the Bible plan many, many things, God, that, that needed to change in our lives. And, and from that, God, we, we, we produce fruit, God. We produce fruit from hearing your word and, and abiding in your word and loving your word, God. And we just thank you. We thank you that today, God, that, that we get to hear your word again, God. And I just ask you, God, to anoint me, to anoint the atmosphere in this room, to anoint this time, God, so that we can get straight into the, into the point, straight into the heart issue, God, straight into the, 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 the radical idea that you want to speak today, God, the, the, the idea ideas that you're constantly, God, promoting 
God, as, as we read your Bible plan, God, we're asking you, God, to, to feed our hunger. God, feed us today. We're hungry for you. We're opening up our hearts, and we're, we're hungry for a radical word. We're hungry, God, for something to change in our lives, or for, a, for thoughts to leave and new thoughts to come, God, for a passion and a desire, God, to, to engulf in our lives, God. We are not just checking a check mark today, God, but we're 100% for you, God, today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. I, uh, subject for tonight is false prophets. All right? <laughs> um, and I want to I wanna say like this. Uh, uh, false prophets have a lot to do with false Christians. Um, false prophets arise because there are false Christians. And we get that in Deuteronomy 13. So I want to start there. Deuteronomy 13, 1 through 5. And actually we can read further if, if uh, we get into it a little bit more. Everybody opening up Deuteronomy 13? Okay. I'm going to read it. If a prophet or one... This is the NIV version. If a prophet or one who foretells by dreams appears among you and announces to you a sign or wonder and if the sign or wonder spoken of takes place and the prophet says let us follow other gods gods you have not known that's in parentheses and let us worship them you must not listen to the words of that prophet or dreamer now this idea of dreamer it, it, it I'm, I'm so happy that it's in 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 most versions dreamer this 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 idea of having a dream, uh, a dream big, go, go, uh, uh, have your, you know, what, what's your dream in life? What, what do you want in life? That's what I think it is a training to. Is somebody that comes to you and says, hey, what do you want in life? And then prophesies to you, okay, yeah, you're going to get this and, this and this and this and this. Something like that. And it actually happens. It says this, but he's preaching a gospel that's different. Or he's, he's taking you away from God's very obvious or clear commands that are written in the Bible, right? It says, The Lord your God is testing you to find out whether you love Him with all your heart or with all your soul. It is the Lord your God you must follow and Him you must revere. And then it says this, Keep His commands and obey Him. Serve Him and hold fast to Him. That prophet or dreamer must be put to death for enticing rebellion against the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt and redeemed you from the land of slavery. Um, so, has anybody had a prophecy in their life, in a prayer group or if something? Um, keep your hand up if that prophecy came true. Has anybody had a, a false prophecy? All right, well, both of, I think everybody has had a prophecy and a false one or a real one, and and both are generally awkward. <laughs> but but when it comes true and it's real, it's like whoa, wow, God was speaking. Or sometimes when you're when when you're in a low point and God speaks through somebody and something very direct and very sharp, it's like whoa, God is God is alive. God God knows. He He sees me. He knows me. He wants me to do something specific and and do it. But here, in this scripture, the thing I want to focus on is God is testing you. See, uh, that was, uh, we talked about this in school club, that God was testing you. God is testing you. you it, there's a discernment that every Christian has to have when it comes to prophets, when it comes to leaders, when it comes to anointed people, when it comes to people telling you how and what you should do or what you should not do. There's, there's a discernment that you're supposed to be developing as a Christian and not just going with the flow. And that's what it's talking about. God is going to send you false ideas and loose ideas and lucrative things to test you. That's crazy, isn't it? But that's what God is doing. That's what God, that's what God does. He wants to know that we fully love Him. And uh, I want to start with a video. Um, just a quick 
break down on, on false prophets. We're going to learn a little about Mormons and uh, uh, John Smith, the, the leader of the Mormon movement and the Mormon cult. Um, if we could, it's a minute and a half. We can watch it real quick. Just take notes on what verses he's using and how he's clarifying what a false prophet is and what, a, what, what, uh, what certain tools we have in the Bible to clarify who and what we should trust. Attention believers, Master Prophet Noel wants to help you build a successful ministry. Not, what not do you that one. <laughs> not, we're saving that one for last. Uh, the first one where, uh, is, is, uh, is John Smith, or I don't know what's his name. Is he a false? Jo- Joseph Smith, sorry. Joseph Fielding Smith, the 10th president of the LDS Church, said that Mormonism must stand or fall on the story of Joseph Smith. He was either a prophet of God, or he was one of the biggest frauds this world has ever seen. There is no middle ground. The Bible clearly warns that there will be false prophets who will deceive many, and gives two simple tests to distinguish the true from the false. These tests are objective and do not involve praying or internal feelings. First, if they give even one false prophecy, then they are not sent from God, even if their other prophecies come true. So here is one example. In 1844, Joseph Smith prophesied that his son David would be a church president and king over Israel. David, however, was never even a member of the LDS Church, much less a president or king of anything. And there are dozens more false prophecies about the return of Christ, the building up of Zion, temples, and other cities, the destruction of the U.S. government and other enemies, and the fate of certain church members, etc. Mormon apologists have defenses for all of these, insisting that Smith never made a false prophecy, but also insisting that true prophets can make false prophecies. But even if one can accept the explanations for each of Smith's prophetic failures, there still remains the second biblical test of a prophet. False prophets lead people away from the true God. And this test is only possible if God preserved his revelation of who he is in the Bible. So here are some examples of how the prophet Joseph Smith led people to a very different God than did the prophets of the Bible. The biblical God has been God unchanged since eternity. The Mormon God used to be a man who worked his way up. The biblical God is spirit and has no physical body. The Mormon God has a physical body just like a man's. The biblical God is the only God anywhere and forever. The Mormon God is only one of an infinite regression of gods, and men can become gods after him. The biblical God is omnipresent. The Mormon God shares man's physical limit of one place at a time. The Bible says no man can see God the Father. Joseph Smith claimed that he had. The biblical God created all things by his own command. The Mormon God only reorganized pre-existing matter. So we must take Joseph Fielding Smith's challenge on the prophetic integrity of Joseph Smith seriously. Remember, right after Jesus warned people to beware of false prophets, he added that some people would call to him, Lord, Lord, thinking they know him. But Christ will reply, I never knew you, and they will not enter the kingdom of heaven. Okay, just to break it down real, real quick for you guys. So, two tests. Test number one is if there's a false prophecy. He says, hey, you know what? I'm going to, tomorrow there's going to be a bright sunshine for you know, you know, 12 hours. And all of a sudden, it was a bright sunshine for only six hours. That's a false prophecy. That's something that not up there, right? Six, 12, right? False prophecy. So, if that happens then you have to study that prophet and other th- prophecies that he said and things that he proclaimed, like Joseph Smith proclaimed other prophecies that were false and disluding. But the biggest thing that you got to watch out for is Deuteronomy 13, when that prophet starts to lead you away from God of the Bible. That's the crazy part. That's the tricky part that we have to be watching for, that we have to be aware of. Um, it says in... Uh, in uh, 2 Timothy 3, 1 through 12. We have to be aware. We'll, we'll get into that in a second. You, um, but 
I, uh, I, I was trying to explain all religions and this idea of why Christianity is the only religion. Why, just, why does that claim that Jesus said, I am the truth, the way, and the life? What Dimitri was just, was just praying, the way, the truth, and the life. I was like, man, yeah. That, that's some bold, radical words. I am the way, the truth, and life. There is no other way beside me. Do you understand that every other religion right now is going into this new age movement? They're saying, hey, you know what? Let's stop fighting. Let's be friends. Let's, we all, we're all lost together. Nobody really knows. So let's be friends, right? And, and, but Christianity is the only religion that's proclaiming, no, we know. We can't be friends with you unless you want to change your life, unless you want to accept the God of the Bible, the God of the universe, the one true God. And, and, and I was explaining to the boys' Bible group, there's, there's a way, there's a path, there's a narrow path that we're supposed to be on. There's one way to heaven. And everything else is a side path. Everything else is a detour. Everything else is, a, is, a, is an inclination. And what happens is it always plays on this. Every inclination that's going to happen in your life is you're going to hear a voice inside of you that says, you know what? Like we heard Solomon, I'm better than the law. I'm better than God. I can take this. I can go my own way. I can figure it out. I, I, I know better for myself. I, I want to become God. In reality, that's what rebellion is, the beginning of rebellion. Lucifer, I want to, I'm better than God. I can be God. Right? And we look, you know, the Mormons, they're going to play a, a game with you. We're Christians. Islam's going to play a game with you. Oh, well, hey, we love, our God's a loving God. No, he's not. But they're going to play a game with you. Satanists will even play a game with you. Satan's not that bad. He's just a red guy in a suit, and he's just, everybody understand, misunderstands him. And if you go off of your course, off of, into neutrality, and you play the game with him, oh, really? You're, you're a Christian? Really? Oh, you're not that bad? Really? Well, guess what? You're off of your access. You're off of your foundation. You're off of who you're supposed to be. And you lost. And um, I want to get into uh, I want to get into uh, the next video, um, the Hillsong video. Um, this is about uh, the new Hillsong Church started in New York City. Um, I started to hear some crazy stuff about it, but uh, I, I don't know. I really felt like I wanted to talk about it today with you guys. I wanted you guys to see this interview and see what you guys think. And we'll, let's talk about it. Let's, he's, this is a huge church, mega church. is blowing up. It's the next big, big uh, Joel Osteen type of figure. It's just happening. He's all over the news. He's got all the uh, Hollywood people up on their roots. You know, he's got Justin Bieber and everybody else in there going, wow, this is, this is how church is supposed to be. Let's watch it. Every Sunday, over 6,000 people flock to New York City's Irving Plaza to hear Hillsong Pastor Carl Lentz preach. But this isn't your everyday church, and Lentz isn't any ordinary pastor, with sermons that have been likened to rock concerts and style that would make any self-respecting hipster fall to their knees. Carl Lentz has created a new religious movement. Take a look. Glad you're in church. Quickly uh, look at the person next to you and say, you look awesome this morning. And uh, look at your second choice, the person you just neglected. Uh, look at them and say, you're going to have a great week. And if you're both single and there's chemistry, just say, can I get your number? Hello. We're going to read you a scripture real quick, if that's all right. Seahawks are doing well. That's good news. I love the Seahawks. That's also called pandering. I immediately retract that when I'm done preaching. I need you to stay with me. So if you're single, you're going to want to get a Bible, and you're going to want to mark it up. You're going to want to put a lot of colors in there. And when you sit in church, you want to look real interested and hold it out. And I'm thrilled now to be joined by Hillsong NYC pastor Carl Lentz. Welcome. Pleasure to be here, We're sir. thrilled to have you. I have so much I want to ask you. Yeah. Um, so much to talk about. You talk about New York. I know Hillsong started in Australia. Yeah. 
How did you bring it to New York? Why did you bring it? I think there's a lot of people who really have a heart after something deeper. Yeah. But church doesn't cut it. Like, typically, if I invite someone to church, they're not like, oh, I, I so want to come. That sounds awesome. Right. Um, because people have this preconceived notion of what it is. And I think, when I say guys like us, I think um, a, a church that will let you come in as you are mm-hmm. and, uh, and hear. Like, our church isn't trying to change anybody. Like our church isn't trying to change anybody. As we're going on this church uh, tour, I go into a church right here in the city, in Urban Plaza. It's called Hillsong. And they have a pastor there in Carmix. And from the moment I walked in the church, I said, okay, this is where they need to come as you are. You just knew. I pass a bar coming in. It's dark. Then I see like strobe lights, stage, and a disco ball. <laughs> they turn a club into a church on Sunday. A word? Yeah. Wow. Because our children's ministry meets in a bar, uh, whatever. <laughs> I walked down there one time, and, uh, and Charlie is like, you know, worshiping while she's pulling on a cat. It, it was different. And really come as you are. And really come as you are. And then the pastor walks out. Carl hmm. He's wearing some jeans, a T-shirt, and a red pair of J's. What? With tacks all over them. <laughs> oh, man. That's and what I'm he, talking about. And this is how I felt. And yeah. he started preaching the word. In the front row, Tyson Chandler's sitting right there. You know, Vanessa Hudgens is there. My girl June Ambrose is there, you know. So I'm looking around. I'm like, okay, you know what? This might be something different. And I start listening to the pastor. I start listening to the And it moved me differently. Because now all three components were there. I felt comfortable. I felt like he was really speaking to me. And that moved me to say, you know what? Now I I can accept God into my life and let him come into my life because from what you're saying and from what I see, if I do this, you're not asking me to make gospel records tomorrow. You're not, you're not, it's it's a walk, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's taking baby steps and I get to take them steps at my own pace. Really come as you are, he's describing the diversity. Why do you attract all those people, man? For our church, we're not going to. Uh, we'd never beat around the bush on the truth, mm-hmm. but there's an opportunity for you to come at your own pace. So people come as they are because it seems to me like you tell it like it is. I, I have a feeling it's working for you, man. I just want to share with you, I'm sure you've seen this, Justin Bieber tweeting saying, love to my guy Carl Lentz, New York, for the amazing sermon at church this morning. Love you, man. I broke down today. Thank you. Mm. Is that something that happens often, people like Bieber breaking down? I think people like me break down, so I, I typically, I always warn people up front, I am absolutely emotionally unstable. This, this is you uh, with Jay-Z, there you have it, um, and you're wearing that, that shirt. That was our Illuminati meeting. You're, <laughs> let's end on that. It was an Illuminati meeting, but you are wearing the Love Thy Neighbor. Yeah. What a perfect message to end on. Yeah. You know, we made a dedication at Hillsong, New York City, as you have, okay. to be a church that is in the fight, not running from right. Our gay We're good. Women Josh, you can turn it off. So later in this interview, it's, uh, he's being interviewed by two other media outlets that are asking him about where his position is on gays. And uh, he avoids any kind of homosexual questions. Uh, he doesn't answer them publicly. He has an opinion, but nobody's allowed to know it. And that's everything that he, that's the only, th- only thing he gives to the media. So I, uh, the couple of glimpses you had on the bottom of scripture verses uh, that kind of gave you an idea of what the video was on but how do we compare how do we compare I mean this if you guys know what what's in this pamphlet and what you guys just saw there it's like night and day it's like who's wrong are we wrong or are they wrong No dating. Right? Our main goal here is to help kids structure in the Word of God and to help them make the right decisions, put God first, and then careers and and, and plans and dreams later. It's not all about being hip and and style, and and we're not all about being uh, super cool. 
наши ценности. Любить Бога и Его присутствие. Смирение перед Богом и Его волей, как бы она ни была. Ненависть к греху, гордости. It's like, uh, uh, what's going on? Have you guys thought about that? Is anybody asking questions? Anybody going, hey, what is going on with the world? What happened to the TBN network? How come I can't get any uh, fulfillment all of a sudden? And, 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 and what's going on with Christianity in America? What's, what's happening? What's happening to the super deep worship songs? But then you're like, what, what do the half of the words mean? Second Timothy three, one through ten, one through two says that in the last days, men are going to be lovers of self. That's the rule of the Lamb. You know, uh, uh, those of you who don't know, but the whole destruction of America is 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 very very. Uh, you can look back in history and watch America fall away from God. You can look back in history and watch the Jewish nation fall away from God. You can, you, can, you can see what happened. You can see what decisions they made. You can see what kind of uh, crossroads they had to do, what they had to pay to stay on the narrow path. And if they didn't pay, what happened to their lives? And, and you can see that there's a constant battle on your life and on my life and on every life in, the, in this whole, everybody who's ever lived on the planet Earth. There's a battle between following God's plan and purpose for your life and you're designed to do that and you have the wisdom and ability to do that. There's no excuse or to rebel and live for yourself. And what, what, what I just wanted to talk about is remind you guys that this is us we're we're going this direction. We haven't changed anything for five years. If you want, I can give you a copy of this pamphlet. You can take it home and have your mom read it to you because it's in Russian. But this is where we're going. This is what we're standing on. This is where what we're what we're holding to. Why? Because this is what's in the Word of God. This is what we read every day. This is what we're anchored into. We're not making this up. We didn't we didn't just you know, Dima, I'm, I'm sure Dima didn't just sit down and go, hum, what did I want my church to look like? No, he went, man, if I, if I, uh, the blood's going to be on my head. It's not fun being a leader. It's not fun pulling and being responsible and thinking and crunching. And, and it, 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 it's not fun. But if that's what God called you to be and that's what God is, is telling you to be, you better be that. I want to read 2 Timothy 3, 1 through 2. But mark this, there will be a terrible, there will be terrible times in the last days. People be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient to their parents, unregretful. By the way, there's a clause in here saying, hey, our main number one commission is to help you be obedient to your parents unless they're causing you to sin, which would be against the Bible, against God. Then you don't listen to your parents, but that's in here too. Without love, unforgiving, slanders, without self-control. Brutal, not lovers of, of good, treacherous, rash, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying its power, have nothing to do with such people. You know, Dima's words today, uh, 
He says, I don't care if there's 10 people, just 10 of you guys left, just 10 people, but real Christians. But somebody who's really coming here because they're hungry for God and they're hungry to advance God's kingdom. They're hungry to get, you know what, you know, I come to you sometimes because I, I, I need somebody to adjust my backbone. I need somebody to, to tell me the truth. I need somebody to shake me up. I need somebody to say, hey, Andre, man, what's going on with you? You're late. What's going on with you? You're, you're slacking. Well, I watched you in worship for a second there. You weren't raising your hands. What's going on with you? That's what healthy Christianity is. It, the, we're going to read a scripture here in a minute that's going to explain all that. As a Christian, that's what you're supposed to do. You're actually supposed to be a minister of the gospel. And you're actually supposed to bring the truth to people and say, Hey, Heather, you need to come to church. You need to fix your life. You need to, you need to, you need to uh, uh, rub off and salt on your friends and go, You know what? Yeah, I don't watch that. I don't do that. And I'll explain it to you. Why? And I'll explain why you shouldn't do that either. And actually, it's a sin. And actually, this is what's going to happen to your life. And maybe lose a friendship. Second Timothy 4, 1 through 2 and 3. We're going to read 3 as well. In the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who will judge the living and the dead, and in view of His appearing in His kingdom... I give you this charge. Preach the word. Be prepared in season and out of season. Correct, rebuke, encourage with great patience and great instruction. For this time will come when people will not put up with sound doctrine. Instead, to suit their own desires, they will gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear. They will turn their ears away from the truth and turn aside to myths. But you keep your head in all situations. Endure hardship. Do the work of an evangelist. Discharge all the duties of your ministry. Who's he speaking to? How do we blow past that in our Bible preading plans? That never catches us. Then he states this, For I am already being poured out like a drink offering, and the time of our despair is near. He's saying, guys, I, I'm pretty much doing what I'm telling you to do, and I feel like I'm going to die for what I'm doing. So I'm, adios guys, but guess what, I'm not in despair, don't worry about me, I have fought the good fight, I have finished the race, I have kept the faith, now there is in store for me the crown of righteousness which the Lord, the righteous judge will award to me on the day and not only to me but also to all who have longed in his appearing. Then he goes on to say, suffer, 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 you're a Christian, suffer, that's your calling. That's what you're supposed to go through. You're supposed to wrestle with your flesh every day. That's not easy. That's not fun. Running to God in the morning going, God, give me the mercy and the grace to stay the course. Help me to to keep a covenant with my eye. Help me to to keep a covenant with my mouth, with my heart. God, help me today because today I could steer away. Today I could get off the path. Today I could stop working out my salvation. Today I could dis. You know, get so bogged down with life in here that everything, you know, is so important, but everything's going to turn to dust. Everything's going to be gone, and you're going to stand before God. And it's just your life, your decisions, your thoughts, your actions. It's like the, the Hollywood industry is uniting with popular Christianity industry. And there's not even a division anymore between them. It is so clear. It is so obvious. If you read your Bible for a year, you would, you would watch this video and you'd be appalled. Because it's so clear. Why, why are they flocking to that church? Well, there's three reasons. It's comfort. It's, it's cool. And it touches me. It moves my emotions somehow, some way. And it's cool. It's a different kind of emotion. I go worship the Satan and, emerge, and then he, he 
touches me in some way, and then I go uh, worship over here, and it touches me in some way, and I go see some emotional thing, and it touches me, and I go to church now, and it touches me, so it must be a cool thing. It must be exactly what Dennis was talking about. People are, are, are learning with their eyes and thinking with their emotions. Their emotions is what's guiding them. It's what I believe. Oh, I believe this is right. Well, I believe this is right. Well, I think this is right. I think this is good for me. There's a whole movement of false prophets. It scares me because it's like, it's like I feel like the world is getting tighter and tighter around us. The world is getting tighter and tighter around Christians. It's like the prophets of Baal are rising like crazy. This is like, it feels like when we watch the Francis Chan video where he's talking about, God, why don't you come in your power? Why don't you come in your power? And God's like, well, hey, if you were Elijah up on the mountain and you had 400 false prophets around you, I'd come and save you. But you're at a Christian rock concert. I'm not going to come. I'm not going to, what? Go do something with your life. Go, go fight a fight. Go pick a battle. Go, go declare the truth somewhere and then I'll back you up. I mean, that's what, it's, that's what it feels like now. It feels like, you know what? You, there's just battles everywhere around you. All you have to do is choose to fight them. All you have to do is open your mouth. All you have to do is say, you know what? I'm going to pray fast, but I'm going to get an answer for that. I, I, I want to I I I see something move and change, you know, because I'm a Christian. I'm, I, I have the power to, of God in me, and, and, and that power can push on darkness and things can change. That's what we are. I want, to wa- I want to let you watch this last uh, uh, video. This is uh, Master Prophet Noel. Now, Master Prophet Noel is uh, pretty big now, if you guys haven't heard of him. He's out of Florida. He's working together with uh, Bini Hinn. Bini Hinn is sponsoring him, helping him grow. And he started off a ministry that he teaches how you can become a prophet too. Just by, hey, you want to become a prophet and make money? This is how you do it. I'm going to help you. Here's his commercial. Aside from his other commercials, like, hey, call my hotline for, for 10 minutes. I'll give you a 10-minute prophecy for 20 bucks, which I'll get into that in a second, but we're going to watch this video here. Attention believers, Master Prophet Noel wants to help you build a successful ministry. What do you need help with in starting your prophetic ministry in 2013? Do you need a ministry CD designs? We will create your ministry CD designs, the front, the back, and the insert of the CD for only $49. Do you need a ministry flyer? We will create your ministry flyer and provide you all the designs for only $49. Do you need a prayer line? We will create your ministry prayer kit to sell to your customers and set up a prayer line to have customers calling you from all over the world for only $89. Do you need a ministry logo? We will create an eye-catching ministry logo and provide you all the designs for only $49. Do you need a ministry website? We will create a powerful six-page ministry website with free.com, free hosting for only $300. Master Prophet Noel has dedicated his life and ministry to train, ordain, and help believers worldwide build a successful ministry. Please call the ministry and speak live to Master Prophet Noel and tell us, what do you need help with to build a successful ministry? Call the Florida office at 954-639-3169 or visit the website at www.masterprophetnoel.com. I know you guys were laughing. I was laughing too. But now, imagine yourself uh, busted up on on life. You're 30 years old. You're getting fired from jobs. You went through a couple divorces. You uh, you 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 went to church your whole life, but you never really read your Bible or did what God told you. And all of a sudden, this this video hits your, your advertisement scheme. And you know, Benny Hinn is backing it, and you know that all the other TBN masterminds are backing it. You're like, man, why? 
That's what I should be. I should have an official anointed ministry. I should be a prophet. Man, and they, I can make money. Man, this is not a bad thing. And for only, you know, I just got to get a loan for a thousand bucks. And I can, in a couple of uh, ten videos that he has, you know, he teaches on astronomy, on t- talking to the dead, all these other cool things that he teaches. And I could be a, a, a solid prophet. The crazy thing is, he has 5,000 followers. And he has over three, 400 people that did that. And now they're Bishop Jamie something and, 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 and Apostle blah, 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 this and, 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 and this and this and this. You can go check it out. You can go Google Master Prophet Noel. And people are fighting on his behalf saying, how dare you? How dare you de- denounce God's servant? How dare you denounce God's servant? And if you don't know what the Word of God says, you're going to back off of that. You're going to go, mm, okay, yeah, okay. Let him just keep building his mega Baal ministry. We have Exodus 23.8 says, don't receive any gifts for your ministry, right? We have Deuteronomy 16.9 says, don't receive any gifts for your ministry. We have the servants, the apostles saying, you know what? We didn't buy it by silver. We didn't get it by silver. We're not going to charge you anything for, for your freedom, for your, for your repentance. It's free. It's a gift of God. And as soon as you get the money sign triggered, you've got to go, well, hey, you know what? Guess what? God's going to ask you for what you spent your money on. You have to be good stewards of it. And if it just goes left and right and you're just buying whatever you want all the time, guess what? God is watching you do that too. So what are your options? We can't be lukewarm. We just read that. We can't... We can go try a cult life. Go, go, go take a circle in the world. Go, go join a mega church. Go have fun. Go enjoy life. Go start making excuses on why, why you're not uh, going to participate in, 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 in this radical Christianity. And you're just going to go off into a more comfortable Christianity. What happens? You just, you're going to hit a wall. You're going to hit the end of yourself at one point. You're going to realize you're not God. And you're going to realize that... You don't know what to do with your life. And then you're going to trace your steps all the way back where you left God and start over. That's what you have. That's the only way to success after that point. If you can do that. If you can come to your senses. If God can, can still give you mercy and grace. You know, we read that the king did everything. Uh, and God said, but I'm still so angry for what the past kings did that they inherited and I've already proclaimed the destruction and, and you, you've been awesome, I love you, but the destruction is still coming. Oh, we read that, we read that uh, uh, Uzziah touched the, the Ark of the Covenant, right? What happens when you play church? What happens when you play church? What happens? You know, they were doing a good thing. They wanted to bring the Ark of the Covenant to the temple. They, they were excited. This is a good work of God. But they didn't care how God wanted it done. They didn't, they didn't take that instruction. And it said this. David was sorrowful in his heart. He became distraught. Like, man, what, what's happening? Why did God do that? Why did God just kill a man for touching something? Like, what? And then the next chapter, he repents and he goes... He goes, get all the Levites ready. Get everybody to repent. Get everybody to get serious about our Christianity. Get everybody to to get down on their knees. Get the Levites to carry. Get the right people in the right places. Let's move this thing correctly with the fear of God. The rest of... uh, we're going to read 1 Timothy 4, 6, and 8. A lot of Timothy today. Hold on. Sorry. 
says this, If you point these things out to the brothers and sisters, you will be a good minister of Christ Jesus, nourished on the truth of the faith and on the good teaching that you have followed. Have nothing to do with godless myths and old wives' tales. Rather, train yourself to be godly, for physical training is of some value. Sorry, I skipped. To be godly, for physical training is of some value, but godliness has value for all things, holding promise to both the present life and the life to come. And so I, wanna, I wanted to pick on this idea of how do we train ourselves? How do you train yourself? You're supposed to be training yourself to preach the gospel. That's your calling. That's your mission. You're supposed to be training yourself and reminding yourself every day that you're the salt, you're the light. That means the people all around you that are sinning, that are being distraught, that are you are looking and finding ways to tell them, right? You're training yourself. How do we, you know it starts with oh, I got to have a prayer life and, and, and some time with God so that, that I can have that focus so I don't just get lost at my job or lost in, in, at, my, at my studies and, and forget about the main reason that I live. And so with that, guess what? Then it takes some nerve and it takes some risk to go, hey, I don't think like that. Hey, I don't live like that. Hey, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think you have it right. And then you have to take the time to figure out what you believe. Right? That's why we're reading the Bible plan. That's why we're, we're, we're coming to church to, to, to strengthen, to, to, to build ourselves up, to train ourselves so we can go out into the world and, and actually live as Christians are supposed to live. And, I, you know, I, I'm preaching this to myself every day. And, 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 and sometimes my life goes off and I'm like, man, I get busy and, and things get crazy and, and things get scooted and stuff gets squished and, and we have responsibilities and life happens. But at the end of it all, when I get a minute, I'm screaming in my heart and in my soul, God, where are you? I need you. God, where are you? I need you. God, help me back up. Help me to soar. Help me to fight. Help me to go. Help me to get up. Help. I can't believe I ignored that statement. I can't believe I, I missed that opportunity. I can't believe I didn't tell him. I had a conversation with, with a guy working in his car in our garage, and, and uh, he, he is a flooring guy, and he started to pitch at me a bunch of flooring jobs and stuff, and he said, you should get in contact and blah, 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 and let's sit down together and let's have a beer. Mm. Guess what I told him? Oh, well, I, I stopped drinking five years ago. I, I, I don't drink anymore. And that's it. And I told him oh, I'll go to church, and and I, you know, I it destroyed my life once. I'm not going to touch it. But, but going back up to my apartment, I'm thinking, man, why did God stop me? Why did we have a conversation? Why did this, you know, this bonding moment? We, we from nothing. We started. Ta- we I never talked. I passed this guy 30 times before. I never talked to him. All of a sudden, we started talking. All of a sudden, we we talked about this and this, and it, it's like, man, uh, it's like a, a divine appointment. And then. The one issue that I could have really tugged at, that I could have really pulled, I backed away from. And I go back home and I go, and I go, God, why? Why? What happened? And that's the training. That's what you have to do. That you, should, you should feel guilty. You should feel like, man, uh, why? you know what? Guess what? That prize is not yours. That, that reward is gone. And more of that, guess what? Now I'm thinking, what am I going to tell him next time when I see him? Right? Now I'm, I'm going, okay, you know what? Not, not everything is lost, though. He's still my neighbor. He still lives next to me. I can still hunt him down. I can still stop him and say, hey, you know why I don't drink? Because God's word says, <laughs> right? And I'm strengthened. I'm training. And I'm going, you know what? I, I, I want to do this thing. I want to see. I want to see an American guy come in here that doesn't understand what this church is about, but, but, but he has a hunger for God because when he looked into my eyes, he saw the real true God living inside of me. And the real true God won't show himself unless I go out on the limb and say, look at me. This is who I am. I have the real God inside of me. And you need him. 
And I can help you find him. But this is what you have to do. You have to get serious. You have to do this. You have to do this. You have to stop that. I'll, I'll, I, will, I will help you. I can, I can lead you to, to men of God. I can lead you to women of God who are hungry to be saved and hungry for the truth and hungry for God. You can be one of us. It's different. It's a different approach than going, you know what? We have a comfortable church. Oh, you should come and check out uh, the cool lights. Or you should come and, and check out our cool pizza parties and our jungle gym. And, and we do go-karts. We do go-karts and stuff. Like, you should become one of us. Do you do go-karts in your church? Oh, you do. Okay, fine. Well, how about paintball? Okay, fine. Well, bowling. <laughs> we do. Yes. Yes. Do you have a prophet Noel in your <laughs> Ours is only seven fifty. Yours is ten bucks. Whew. No wonder. <laughs> I uh, I want to pray, and uh, uh, I love prayers at the end of youth when we got to focus when 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 we are evaluating ourselves and we can see that our heart is not at peace where we're at you know uh, I like those moments I like those moments because there's a chance to change your stance there's a chance to change your heading there's a chance to to get serious about your training again to get serious about your Christianity to come back to your first love again and and you know what your investment is not in vain your investment is not in vain I, uh, I hear a lot of, hey, you know, I did this and this and this and, and didn't work and blah, 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 and this and this and this and, and I'm giving up. And it's like, what are you giving up to? What do you have to give up to? I have nothing to give up to. But that means, guess what, I got to keep going down this path and the door will open. If I keep knocking, if I keep seeking, that's the promise we have. It doesn't, it doesn't say in an hour, in a, in a day, and in, in a week, and in a year. You know, uh, when I got serious about God, it took me about three months to find His presence, to find that love, to find that forgiveness, to find that, you know, because I did two years of, uh, of serious damage to my life. And to come back and say, hey, God, yeah, I love you again. Let's do this thing. Let's, let's roll. Uh uh-uh. uh. Repentance is, is a gift from God. It says, uh, if my father doesn't doesn't give them then there's if my father doesn't bring them, if my father doesn't if my father doesn't have mercy, if my father if if God doesn't give you breath in your lungs, you're gonna die right now at this prayer. So I uh, I just want to pray. I just want maybe uh, uh, some uh, p- piano, please. And, and we're just going to spend some time in praying. And, and I want to just repent. I want to just to, to get hungry for God. I want to just to take away every single thought that's in our heads, you know, on school, on work, on plans, on dreams, on goals. Right now the economy is doing so good. There's so much to be done. There's so much work. There's so many things, so many projects that are pitched and offered. And there's so many things you have to get done at school. It's the end of the school year and everything, everything is, is happening. But, but I want to take this time and push it all away is with all your effort just push it all away and say god i'm hungry for you god in it all i want you in it all i want you in it all i want you god help me to repent help me to give up everything that that i'm falling for help me to to get back to a real christianity one that that has significance one that fulfills me one that 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 is risky but it's worth living